Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Faction Wars, a new world podcast for the week of November 10th, 2021. This is episode two. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana. And with me, he is the Sherpa of all things new world. He is Taylor Allen. How are you? Uh, and new Void Gauntlet Maine. Void Gauntlet Maine. Yes. And for those of you who have no idea what the hell we're talking about, don't worry. We will give you all of the information because this right here is Faction Wars, a new world podcast. It is a podcast about the latest news, tips, tricks, and stories from New World. And I am a level 42 spear main with the life staff. That's how I play right now. I haven't really switched it up lately. Kind of want to just max out on this first and then I'll explore some other things. Sure. So that's where I am. Uh, Taylor, why don't you give everybody a little background on your your character, your your exploits? Yes, I am up to gear score like 530 right now. Um, I obviously level 60 uh, life staff and have been messing around with all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, we got you, spear maxed out. We got the mm, great axe maxed out. We're, mm, we're kind of flipping back and forth between the the rapier and the hatchet right now, playing around with those a little bit. So mm, we're we're all all over the place until uh, this this new update comes out. This new update, which we're going to talk about. Why don't you give everybody a rundown of what's on tap for today's or this week's show? I should say. Absolutely. So for this week's show. We're going to be going over the patch 1.0.5 patch notes because we recorded episode one about an hour before those went live. Mm. Uh, so we're going to go over uh, some of those details just to make sure you don't miss any of that. We're going to go over some updates coming to the prime gaming loot uh, as well as what we kind of predicted we were going to see from the Autumn King. Um, and then we will, the big thing today is we're going to be going over the November november content update and the ptr announcement mm. so first steven yes last week mm -hmm. we we had we had a little guess around what was going to be the autumn king skin pack we sure did in prime gaming loop. we sure did and we were both very wrong yes yes we were <laughs> yes so releasing on november 23rd the autumn king pack one uh, will be coming out it has a skin it looks kind of like a, a druid almost it's got this like shawl made out of like dead leaves a crown made out of antlers and twigs and kind of and stuff. yeah it kind of looks like somebody that might storm the capital yeah but... totally totally <laughs> uh, <laughs> in, in addition to that uh it looks like there's going to be a spear skin it looks kind of like a harpoon a new emote and then some more of the marks of fortune which is the premium currency that you buy um different cosmetics with indeed and so yeah and then they were they did a little sneak peek they revealed the next one right is that am i remembering yes. that correctly oh, oh yes oh, oh, so oh, oh, oh. we on november 23rd we've got that pack no uh, december 7th we've got autumn king pack two they haven't shown us what is going to be in that yet and then they gave a title to the final uh prime gaming loot drop of the year releasing on december 21st we have the thespian pack oh thespius thespis of course yes 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 a quite I, I am a thespian myself i like to perform in the arts of theater um, i thought you would like that one yeah I, it's, I it's a it's a good one I'm, I'm excited about it uh if there is not an emote of holding a skull and doing to be or not to be um yeah. then they sorely fuck this one up like yeah. that that it's obviously going to be like a william shakespeare type shit right like yeah big quaffy poofed collar yeah kinda. yeah with yeah. the maybe a i don't know do they have that that goatee as a facial hair option like that really pointy oh yeah looking thing like that could be added in there i don't know um sure. but that's exciting that that's exciting stuff um now i i do want to say i'm pretty underwhelmed with both this robin hood pack and the autumn king pack mostly because the skins really don't they're just so boring they're so boring yeah. they're so bland it doesn't make like to say it it fits in the world perfectly is not a compliment like mm -hmm. these things fit in the world uh perfectly because they are so drab the color palette is so boring the the first con the first 
you know, content-free uh, Prime Gaming stuff that we got was very vibrant. It was the Twitch colors. It was all very metallic-y. It looked really cool. Um, yeah. And I was really hoping that we would get more stuff like that, even if it was themed after things like Robin Hood or whatever. Um, sure. Like, I mean, just if you're just looking at at these skins, like, the, the, spe- the spear is basically kind of looks like a little harpoon, but it looks like a beginner weapon. Like, it doesn't have much flourish. It doesn't look mm-hmm. really interesting at all it doesn't you could bear if if i was carrying that around you wouldn't be able to tell that it was any different from a normal spear that you could you know craft yourself yeah and i think totally. that's a problem yeah i i think the most egregious um thing here is the in robin hood pack 2 there's a skin for the bow yeah that looks like they took the bow that you get at level two on the starter beach and they added a little bit of green to the handle. That's yeah, it it, has, it looks like it might have a little texture, I guess, on the rope. Yeah, but yeah. like again, because the way this weapon or this weapon this uh, game plays, it has to be special in order for you to notice these changes. It yep. has to be vibrant, maybe a special animation or like a a a particle effect yeah exactly a particle effect yeah like maybe your arrows shoot like little f- feathers. You know, like when you're shooting, yeah. like little feathers fly off your arrows or something. I don't know. Like that would be something at least a little cool because now, like, if you're going to wear the Robin Hood costume, which literally looks like Robin Hood, like oh, nobody's going to be different. You're all going to just be a bunch of Robin Hoods running around. Yep. And your characters already don't have anything to, to differentiate themselves, really, um, mm-hmm. except for, you know, dying some of your outfits, which really can only go so far. Um well, and the issue is you lose the die once you use it too. And so yeah, why? If you, you want to look cool when you're at, um, you know, level twenty-five, it doesn't matter. In twenty-five minutes, you could have a, a new armor piece, and then that die's just gone. Yeah, you know? yeah, you can't. Yeah, that that sucks. You should be able to. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I know with the with the crafting, like the point is to continue to craft those items, but maybe. Because they're not the easiest to craft, right? Like you have to find some these pigments and stuff. Maybe a solution to that would be making the cost be way less after you discover it. So like Mm -hmm. you go in, you find the stuff and like, oh, I unlocked this die. Great. You make it the first time. And now every time you make it after that, it's just going to cost you like a little bit of crafting materials, like very little, like or just some gold. Or something, yeah. you know, like maybe that would be be a helpful way to kind of like balance that off. Replicate it for like ten cents. Or yeah, something. something like that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, also, I would just like to say, um, I I feel like the irony is lost on Amazon Game Studios that they put out a Robin Hood pack. Yes, that is literally the largest corporation on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All righty. Uh, irony. Steven. Yep. <laughs> Uh, before we get into the new content, mm-hmm. let's talk about some of the stuff that has already come uh, in patch 1.0.5. There are a couple of big things here that I wanted to uh, go over. Mm-hmm. Um, I think number one, the biggest, most important thing from this update is the significant decrease in respect costs. Um, oh, so yeah. they, they reduced, uh, the cost for both attribute respects from 500 gold at max level to 200 and, um, weapon mastery respects from 200 Azoth all the way down to 50. Um, so it's a, a pretty significant decrease. It allows you to play around with your build a little bit more, yeah. uh, and tweak it. And I, I think this change is absolutely awesome. Yeah. I, I think it's great considering, the characters are so samey anyway that creating another character just because you want to mess with another weapon set really is kind of dumb for a game like this. Like back in the day when I used to play, you know, Final Fantasy 11 or uh, or City of Heroes or Champions Online, like the whole reason why you had multiple character slots is because you were making actual heroes like you were making yeah. these characters that, that had a personality and like you could make their their well in the superhero ones you could make their entire costumes and pick their power sets to fit a theme and then you're like okay well i don't want to play this character anymore i want to play a different character whereas this game is more like it's more like a job system in final fantasy like you could just swap the weapon boom you you all of a sudden you're a different class yeah. and and i and i dig that i think that's really cool i know final fantasy 14 does that a lot um 
and it, it makes for obviously less characters being made the you don't have a necessity to have multiple character slots really unless you you know play with somebody that shares an account or something like that um and you just don't want them messing around with your character but i like this solution to that problem uh lowering that respect cost is is great because you you're gonna the way these trees work are so intricate that like when i watch you respect your characters you read every single line like four times and then you go back to see how it's going to play with the other shit you want to pick. And like you map this whole thing out. And I guarantee you, present company included, that like 90% of the people don't do that. Yeah. And Well, the, the hard thing is, too, and the reason that I've learned to be so thorough when I'm reading through those abilities is half the time the tooltips lie. Like half the time okay. the tooltips just are completely inaccurate. And so I want to like understand what it's intending and then see how it actually performs. And so that's why um, I know you were watching me play on the PTR the other day and yeah. I was doing a deep dive into the void gauntlet. Um, and and a, a lot of those abilities in the PTR do not perform the way the tooltip the tooltip says they do, or the the values are different or, or things like that. So that's weird. That's very weird. That's, that's why I, I'm so thorough and then I'm also respecting all the time because they don't yeah. actually behave the way that they're supposed to. Yeah, exactly. So in addition, um, one of the next big things that we saw is Amazon Game Studios really cracking down on coin sellers and implementing mm -hmm. a couple of things uh, to help prevent coin sellers from um, spamming chat. Mm -hmm. So... First, they went through, they banned a ton of accounts um, and locked um, family sharing out from those accounts that were obviously abusing it, mm. um, which is great. In addition, they've put some restrictions into uh, the game to prevent player-to-player -player trading and currency transfers until level, uh, level 10, uh, or your account is 72 hours old, uh, which I, I think is good. It'll help you know, just mass spamming these bots to go yeah. and, and farm the first like two, three missions. Uh, and then on top of that, they re, uh, redistributed the coin values for, from some early quests in the main mm -hmm. storyline so that um, they're a little bit further on in the storyline so that they couldn't, um, you know, spam farm that gold and then transfer it. So yeah. really happy with these changes. I will say since this patch has gone live, I have seen a significant decrease in coin sellers in the chat. Yeah, for sure. And I, I do, I do want to make a point to, to people who may be new to the game and not really understanding the nuance behind the economy. And we're going to get into the economy a little bit more as we, we get into a couple of more parts in the show. But what people don't realize is that missions are the only way to inject new gold into the economy. It's literally the only way you cannot, there is no place that you could just farm items and then sell it to, you know, an NPC to just increase your gold. That's not a thing that happens. The thing that happens is you go out, you kill stuff, you complete missions, you cash, cash them in, you get gold. And then that gold you spend directly to other players selling stuff or to your own shit, like, you know, crafting or whatever. So that paying economy, rent. yeah, paying rent, like all those, that economy is always circulating based off of doing missions, doing missions. And then boom, the gold goes into the economy. And then that gold gets distributed around, passed around like, like a real economy, like a real commerce. Um, so it's really sucky when you have, you know, these bots that are basically programmed to just go from point A to point B and do a thing and, and basically just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, just so that they could get money gold or early game gold transfer that to another account and then just compile all this gold into one massive account that then goes and exchanges it for real world money um that just destroys the entire purpose of of the game's economy so and, and that's only one way that it destroy that this game's economy is be, becoming destroyed but we'll get into that in a, in a little bit i'm sure yep um another change that uh impacts the economy is they nerfed the rewards for the losing team in outpost rush mm -hmm. um so we talked about outpost rush a little bit in episode one it's the level 60 pvp 20 v 20 like kind of moba thing mm -hmm. they have within the game 
Um, and when it first came out, it was a great way to get a bunch of Azoth. You were getting like 250 Azoth per match. Um, and a ton of gold. You were getting three, 400 gold a match, uh, whether you won or lost. Um, and they decided to nerf the rewards that you get uh, as a losing team to help keep games competitive and stop people from, um, you know, AFKing to, to get higher rewards and things like that. Right. Um, and I, I think this is a slight misstep. I think it, it slightly misses the point here because now I, I played an Outpost Rush game today. And uh, game one, we did great. I won 360 gold. Game two, we lost. I got like 180 um right. so it's a, a pretty significant decrease and that that was one of the most consistent ways in the end game once you're done with you know the main story quest and things like that to continually like grow your gold stockpiles sure um so i'm i'm a little bummed about that and i i think maybe if they do a little bit of a, a tweak um back in the other direction uh it it will find a good balance between keeping games competitive and you know you keeping the game mode rewarding what would be a really interesting way to, to do it if you still want to punish, like for lack of a better term, punish the players that give up, basically, why a good solution might be to give bat like uh, I don't want to say their missions, right? The the pe- the what are they called? Like each round and then the mat the matches the whole thing. Is that what it is or like whatever? No. So at the end of everything, however many mm-hmm. rounds it is, you give bonus rewards to people who did certain things like hey you did you know the most heals on your team hey you did the most damage on your team hey you did you know took the most damage on your team you know stuff like that here's a bonus 50 gold here's a bonus 25 gold you know whatever and so that Mm -hmm. it can kind of make up that balance that yeah you played you played well you you played in the right spirit you you know you took the right approach to it but you lost so here you go. Here's your thing. You're not going to get the crazy loot and the crazy Azoth, but we're going to mm-hmm. reward you a little bit for, for trying your best kind of thing. I like that. That'd be yeah, cool. that's not a bad idea. All right. And then the last big thing from patch 1.0.5 that we need to go over is some changes to the weapons. Uh, mm-hmm. So first, the life staff was nerfed a little bit. Yeah. Um, and they, they cited specifically that this nerf was to... Uh, improve performance in large-scale PvP. So wars, mm-hmm. um, large open-world PvP, and outpost rush. Uh, so the uh, ability on the life staff, I, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, uh, but it, it's basically your light attack whenever it hits into the ground or hits into an enemy, it created an AoE pool and healed everyone that was in that group. So as a life staff user, you could just spam your light attack at your feet and you would just auto heal yourself. Right. Um, so that's no longer in the game. You now have to have that ability pass through your ally to get the healing effect. Right. Um, so you have to like line them up with whoever you're shooting at or just shoot them directly. So uh, the biggest nerf there is on the self heals because you obviously can't shoot yourself with it. Um, So that's a little bit disappointing. In addition to that, there were a number of weapon bug and exploits that were fixed. Yeah. Uh, So things like infinitely stacking uh, bloodlust from the great axe or the, the hatchet bug that, uh, was allowing the, the damage to just scale infinitely. Uh, those have been fixed. Um, and they also removed an exploit um, that caused a little bit of controversy in the community. So um, there were certain macros that you could set up with two fire staffs uh, that allowed you to basically just spam uh, very high damage abilities infinitely. And you would put out way more damage than was ever intended. Right. Um, and we saw this uh, being streamed live by a, a Twitch partner and TSM member, Solid FPS. Um, he was farming one of the late game dungeon bosses over and over and over. And he and his entire team were basically abusing this macro. They'd have two fire staffs. They'd just go in and they'd shoot an ability and switch weapons and then shoot and switch. And so it was like a fire staff machine gun. Yeah. They, were, they were just like spamming this thing over and over and just putting out ridiculous amounts of damage. Um, 
So because of this, Amazon Game Studios did implement a 24-hour ban on him and his entire team that was doing this. Mm. Uh, but I wanted to get your thoughts uh, on the situation. If you thought it was too harsh, you're not harsh enough. How are you um, I don't think... I don't think a ban was warranted because it was something that was in it was built into it. If it was if it was an unintended exploit, then that's their bad. Like it's oh shit, we should have thought about that because that's a thing that they're doing. Let's disable that and say thank you for pointing that out to us and how it could be a big problem because obviously that's going to skew again that economy, that late game economy because you're getting all these high tier loot. And you're just farming it and now you're going to flood the market with that loot and then it makes it basically pointless for anybody else that's in, in your server to really do that stuff because they could get it from, you know, the marketplace and just buy it and whatever. So it just the carrot at the end of the stick is, is lessened. But I think that's on Amazon, like just Amazon Game Studios like, OK, yeah, uh, that is not good. Let's stop that from happening. Hey, man, thank you for doing that. And, you know, I actually had the thought that one of the simplest ways to do this to really fix this problem like if you just want to stop people from farming bosses at all just make the reward tier drop every time you kill him in and in one instance so like if you load into into the world and you kill him once and then the next time he comes down that that loot tier drops one and then it drops another one and the only way you get it back is if it's it's on a cooldown let's say like a I don't know, a three hour cooldown. Like you want to do it again, come back later, do it again. Let other people get their, their loot. Don't just stand there and abuse the situation and then just flood the market with these, these high component, high, you know, tier components. I don't know. That, that was just another thing, a way I think they could do it. But I think the ban was kind of harsh. I think the ban came from what he was saying when he was doing it. Yeah. Like he, basically talking a lot of, of shit a about it. Yeah. He yeah. was talking a lot of shit and being like, basically just being really smug about it. And mm-hmm. like, haha, look what I can do. You know, how could they let this happen? Yada, yada. And then when the ban finally came, I think his, and I could be mistaken because I watch a lot of streamers get banned live. It's like one of my favorite TikTok holes to go down. <laughs> um, I think he was the one that said, um, oh, well, there it is. Finally. Yeah. Like, and then he just did not give a shit. So what did you do? Literally nothing. You did nothing to him. He cares 0% that yeah. he that he was banned for 24 hours. Yeah. He he gets to take a day off of the game, yeah. but still has all of those components and yeah, exactly. made all the money that he's made. Yeah, exactly. But that's my opinion on it. All righty. Well, let's jump into the new hotness, Steven. Mm. Amazon Game Studios put out an article announcing their public test realm and in it they detailed their november content update Ooh. so first starting with the ptr um they opened this up yesterday um so people could start downloading it they they could check it out i jumped in a little bit last night excellent um so when they very first released it there was only an na east server and an eu central server um just one server pretty small queue honestly i think my queue was like 200 people or something to to start out um yeah you you choose whether you want to start at level 2 level 16 or level 60 um and they give you appropriate gear one thing they don't tell you is (laughs) they give you 500 boxes of gear i i think you have five of every item in the game you have five heavy armor with focus scaling five heavy armor (laughs) with strength scaling like and all the way down right so me being the idiot that i am go ooh boxes let's open all of these right and just start opening them i get so over encumbered i can't even move and i'm just stuck on the starting beach yeah and so i'm like okay fine i don't need ten thousand iron arrows let's just offload these right so i start i start dumping them one thing I didn't even know was a thing is <laughs> when you discard items that, you know, fall in like the little sack at your feet that looks like yeah. loot, right? Uh, that has an encumbrance of a thousand pounds. Yeah. Steven, I had like 6,000 pounds of gear on me. <laughs> and yeah. so I would dump a thousand pounds of gear 
and then I would have to sit there and wait for three minutes until it disappeared and then dump another thousand pounds of gear. Yeah. Yeah. You sure so did. If you're going to, if you're going to jump into the PTR, please be careful. Don't open up all of your boxes. But, but, but no, wait a minute. Now you said that you were, you know, the big dumb idiot and you decided to open all of them, but there were dozens of people just standing yes. there on the beach. Everyone yes. had to deal with this. Yeah. Everyone there was like, ah, so shit. So many people. <laughs> That were just obviously a bunch just like of fucking morons sitting there. standing yeah. there on the beach. <laughs> yeah. So it was a great time to read through the Void Gauntlet's abilities. <laughs> uh, really familiarize myself with with the weapon mastery trees and stuff. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Just be careful if you're planning on jumping into the PTR. They also uh, just to, today um, put out two new servers. So there's now an NA West um, and a south america server Ooh. um so i think everywhere but australia has a test server now <laughs> get wrecked yeah <laughs> um and i i think that's coming soon i it wouldn't surprise me if by tomorrow um they they had a australian ptr as well uh but within the ptr um they have detailed a bunch of new updates coming um in november so uh, the community manager over on the forums, Luxandra, has stated this last week that going forward, they're going to give the status of the weekly patch uh, on Tuesdays. That's your, your regular just, you know, weapon balancing, bug fixes, right. tweaks, adjustments, things like that. And then she also said once a month, they plan on having large content drops. So this is the first large content drop that we've seen. The biggest thing that everyone wants to talk about is what we talked about at the very top of the show, the brand new weapon, the Void Gauntlet. Mm -hmm. So the Void Gauntlet is a DPS support hybrid weapon. It is the very first weapon to scale off of both intelligence and focus, meaning it's a great pair for the life staff, for the rapier, for the musket, um, you know, fire staff, ice gauntlet, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two trees that they've detailed the annihilation tree, which focuses on close range damage uh, revolving around the void blade, which looks like a energy sword from halo. Um, and the decay tree, which offers range healing and debuffs, um, focused around the orb of decay, which sounds like it's going to work. If you're familiar with overwatch, like Moira's, um, ability where she throws the ball out that heals, allies and damages enemies right so and i want to hear your your like first glance impressions and then i'll give my my hands on if i am if i am understanding it correctly do you have to do damage with the orb of decay in order to also heal no okay so so it basically works like a life staff but debuffs instead of kind of yeah yeah okay so I, I messed around with it a little bit last night. Uh, the Orb of Decay works in two phases. So first you throw the orb out um, and going out as a projectile, it damages enemies and debuffs them. And then you press the button and it recalls the orb and it heals your allies as it's coming back. Gotcha. So you can throw it out, do some damage, reposition yourself behind some allies, pull it back. It'll do some That's healing. interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like a boomerang almost. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, it, it's, it's interesting. I probably won't use that tree too much because the annihilation tree is fucking awesome. <laughs> um, having, having the void blade is a ton of fun. Um, I, I feel like they need to tweak it a little bit because it's still an ability on a cooldown. You can't just like have it out. Um, I, I would love if they did something kind of like Path of Exiles does where you can just reserve a certain amount of your mana pool and it's just gone. So instead of getting your mana all the way back to 100, it only goes up to 80, but you can keep that Void Blade out for as long as you want. Interesting. Okay. So um, so it's actually like a t you have to toggle the ability to use your blade? Uh, that's how I want it to work. Right now, it's just on a cooldown where you, just like any other ability, you use it. For a certain amount of time, it stays out. You hold the blade, and then when it disappears, it goes on a 16-second cooldown. Interesting. So, 
it's it's okay um the damage so is really what, nice what's your base attack then with the weapon uh it's similar to like uh a, an ice gauntlet fire staff um life staff where you just shoot out like you're a just shooting out like a little that that's what i saw yeah. you doing most like most of the time just chucking out this little ball yes. blast okay okay i will say and, and they very well could change this before it goes full release and i hope they do this is maybe the least satisfying weapon in the game to use uh one one thing about all of the weapons in the game is like the sound design and stuff for your abilities is like very recognizable like you can hear someone using a life staff on the other side of a ridge and you're like oh yeah you know, they're over there using a life staff right right the, oh that was the fucking loud ass hammer ability that someone used on the other side of the map i can still hear you know the void gauntlet is basically silent uh it's very very quiet um it, so it doesn't feel like it's impacting enemies very well sure um so i i think they need to do some tweaks around around the sound design and it seems like looking through the forums and stuff and the feedback that's like one of the number one feedback issues yeah is people are wanting some better like void sounds out of this thing yeah i i mean that definitely i mean that's probably something that's it could even just be missing right they could have just not put the sounds to yeah. the level that they want to or like some of them are just still being worked on or whatever like that that that's the one thing you have to know you know folks if you're listening and you want to try out a ptr it's a test server there's a lot of stuff that they're going to be adding literally every day usually those servers go down for a couple hours a day i i remember i was a part of one uh, for city of heroes back in the day. And it was like between noon and three, it was off because they were implementing changes, uploading a bunch of changes and then say, okay, go in, tell us what you think. And then you, we would go in, mess around with it and be like, oh yeah, this is the, oh, this is broken, you know, whatever. So there was always something that was weird in those. Um, cause they really are just testing some stuff out. Um, it's basically your, your open beta for patch updates for, for new content. Yep. Um, I mean, it, it looks cool. It's really not for me, I don't think. Um, but one of the things that I nerd out about is the possibility of these new powers and, and new weapons. There used to be a podcast called uh, Jump Master. It was by uh, OK Beast. Mm-hmm. And I was on that show a few times. And one of the things I used to do every single week I was on, I would bring a new character idea and give them a whole backstory and the, their abilities. And so I started messing around with what I would really like to see as weapons uh, and abilities for um, for New World. Okay. So I want to pitch this over to you um, before right. we get into the tips and tricks. Okay. I will I will pass the good ones on to Jeff Bezos. Thank you. If, Thank if you. it's good, we'll send it up the ladder. If not, tell you. Come okay. Back Uncle Jeff. Give, give me your first one. Let's get off okay. to a good start. Here. Yeah, let's get off to a good start. Okay. All right, Uncle Jeff, here's what we're going to do. All right. Mm -hmm. You got a lot of demons. You got a lot of devil-like creatures, a lot of undead, right? Sure. So what if we went the Victorian style of a, say, Castlevania-style weapon set where Mm -hmm. we could do a a mid-range weapon, melee weapon, uh, not unlike a whip. And okay. a crucifix or religious symbol of some kind on in the other hand. Now, here's how I, th- I, f- I picture this working. Like you, you're a big fan of Bloodborne, yes. so Love think Bloodborne. think that that chain whip thingy. I forget what it yeah. was called exactly, but the like threaded th- cane. the threaded cane. Think like something like that, right? Mm-hmm. What is one of the abilities that some enemies have that we don't have yet as players? Think about um, it. one of the one of the damage types. Or elements, as it were. I go ahead. There's, Corruption. There's lightning. Lightning. So there well, are I bosses. Mean, you can get lightning gems, but yeah. You can get the gems, but there's no like. There's an ice weapon. There's a fire weapon. Yeah, yeah. There's a you know whatever. So yep. I was thinking, what mm-hmm. would be cool is if this thing was focused around lightning uh, and electricity. So okay. So it's like you're smiting your enemies. Sort of. Yeah. So the okay. whip is used for uh, high and quick DPS, but also disarming. So it would okay. it would essentially do a lot of stun 
effectively but yeah. the, but in the meta way of like oh you wrapped it around his weapon and you t- stopped him from using it for a second or whatever yeah or like the loud cacophonous like the thing just like yeah. stuns them whatever so stuff like that you could trip with it um okay. things like that and then the the holy symbol is for protection and um setting up almost like uh like cantrips or or not cantrips what are they called uh caltrops yes like stuff that you could throw on the ground back up and it's like a it's like a a little protection area like in diablo that they could walk through and get and take damage or get ensnared in or whatever so i was thinking like more like like a demon vampire type hunter with this holy Mm -hmm. symbol and cool disarming whip chain thing Anyway, that was my love idea. it. So yeah, a lot of lot of CC. It sounds like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of lot of enemy control and stuff. I, you know what, Steven? I've heard this pitch once before. You did first time didn't sell me. This yeah. time I'm in. I had time to I had time to think about this one now. Yeah, you you pitched it much better. We'll That's send why you practice your pitches, folks. You gotta practice in front of a mirror or tell or get your your significant other or some friends together and be like, tell me what you think about saying it out loud is an important part of the pitch, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. And now you know. Now, it is time to slide into these tips and tricks, which, of course, were brought oh, to Steven, you by... Hang on. Yes. We've, we've got a couple more things. We only talked oh. about the Void Gauntlet. We've got a few more things coming in this. Oh, I'm sorry. Update. I'm sorry. We'll fly through these, though. One, we've got a new enemy faction type. Uh, the Varangian Raiders have sailed down from the north and brutally carved out sections of each territory... Uh, these guys look like oh, my bad. medieval knights. I know. I see where I went wrong. I had the wrong article open, so I do apologize. Okay. I was following the bouncing ball, and then I lost control. My bad. That's um, all right. Yeah, this is dope. New enemy faction. We don't need to get into it too much. They look dope. You know, medieval knight-looking dudes, big axes, swords, stuff like that. Yellow. I fought them a little bit last night. Yellow, yeah. Uh, they seem cool, and in this article, they hint at... Uh, this just being a scouting party and there's more to come from the Varangians. Those bastards. Maybe look out for a dungeon in the near future. Oh my. Uh, They also added a number of uh, new variety to the existing enemy pool. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they added uh, withered swarm mancers, beetles, uh, a lost shaman, uh, an ancient guardian skeleton mage, corrupted laborer, and I think both of our favorites on this list, mm-hmm. the pirate alligator. Yes, pirate alligator. Now, what do you picture when you think pirate alligator? I think one of the huge-ass alligators from this game mm-hmm. with a tiny little pirate hat yes. and maybe one peg leg. Okay, all right, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm 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 good. I'm good with that. Um, I'm thinking more of like a hind leg walking, anthropomorphic, oh, like an upright, yeah, upright, upright alligator. alligator pirate with like an eye patch and yeah. like a, a yes. hook for a hand. Yep, that's okay. correct. That's correct. Yeah, like like it's an entire band of alligator pirates. Like yeah. they're they are they've had enough of us going out there murdering and skinning alligators all over the place. Yeah, they're they're like, here. They're here. For, they're here for it. It's like an alternate universe in um, The Princess and the Frog where that really kind bayou alligator turns Ex- evil. Exactly. But here's the cool. thing. Are they evil? Because they, they're they here and then you get a quest, right? You get a quest to yeah. see where are they from? Oh, they're from this area. You go to that area and get, guess what's over there? Tell like me. regal crocodiles. So you got pirate alligators and regal crocodiles that have been fighting a revolutionary war. And, okay. and the alligators are losing, which is why the pirate alligators have retreated and landed on our part of the land, you see. So then you wind up partnering with them. And then, boom, unlockable new race to make Fuck character. I'm, I'm in. You pirate see, alligators. This is why they need me. This is why they need me for these things. This brain, and this is drug-free America, ladies and gentlemen. I, there is, this is not enhanced, okay? This, is, this all comes from the big, beautiful brain between these dumbass ears. Anyway, let's continue. Yep, a couple more uh, things as far as quests go. Um, they added some new enemy quests um, around the Varangian Raiders. They added a new legendary weapon quest around the Void Gauntlet. So once you hit level 60, uh, max weapon mastery on the Void Gauntlet, and you do a certain number of side quests, you'll be able to uh, 
uh, get a 580 gear score void gauntlet. Uh, and then they also improved the main storyline quests uh, and have added more variety, including wave events, destructible objects, proximity nodes for tracking, um, and, and things like that as yeah. you progress the story. So I, I think that's going to be really nice, help keep uh, new players more engaged with that early yeah. game content. Yeah, it, it gets old pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, the this sounds like it's going to make it a little bit more like kind of like The Witcher, which is what really drew me to this game to begin with, because there's just an overwhelming amount of shit you can do, yeah. and making that shit a little bit more different is excellent. It's great for for keeping people engaged, especially new players that go in there. And there's only so many times you could kill five of this, or you know, go to this person, then go to this person, then go to this person, and then boom, yep. you complete. Like I literally completed a quest where I brought bear repellent, which smelled like apparently like some sort of urine. Mm-hmm. All I had to do was b- go and speak to like three different people back and forth, and that was the main story mission. That was the main quest because I had to yeah. like get in good favor with one of the other factions or whatever. So yeah. just weird, just really weird. Um, but yeah, having that, like, I think the coolest thing is these, these, uh, what you call it? The, uh, waves. I, I love that kind of gameplay. I love seeing how, how much you could survive and, you know, working together, coordinating with people. Um, those are always a lot of fun. Like they're a blast yeah. to do in destiny. Right. Yeah, like totally. those things where you just, Oh, it's a, it's a world. Here's an event and we're getting invaded. Everybody, we have to last the, you know, the three or four waves and here comes the boss. Okay. We did it. Yay. Let's get the loot. Like, that's yeah. awesome. I love that. Totally agree. Um, and then something that I have been clamoring for, for a while, they highlighted this in a dev blog, not too long ago. Um, brand new PVP faction missions Ooh. have been added to the PTR. Uh, which is very much needed. So they added control points, uh, intercept, uh, and war camp loot. And I think the description of the intercept type mission is hilarious. It reads, defeat (laughs) enemy faction members and collect their tears. Is that kill confirmed? Is that what that is? (laughs) I think it is. I think it is. (laughs) Okay. Um, But this is great. Each area only has three PvP faction missions right now. Yeah. Um, and they are the same ones. So you'll pick the three up, you'll go out, you'll do them. They'll be very close to each other. You come back, you turn the three in, and then it, you just do the same thing all yeah. over again. Like yeah. there's no variety whatsoever. So I think yeah. this will help spread uh, PVP flagging out a little bit and will encourage um, more PVP across the open world instead of just in those concentrated areas. So I'm, yeah, that'd I'm be very a great excited idea. about it. Yeah, that's, that's a great change. Okay, and then the final uh, change that I detailed here in this blog um, is the new trading post experience. Um, so there, there's been a lot of complaints because uh, areas like Everfall and Windsward drive 90% of the trade and commerce and therefore generate 90% of the taxes, get 90% of the upgrades, and you know some of those like side areas just don't get a lot of love. So in order to combat that, they are now combining the trading posts at all locations and unifying them together. So you can buy and sell across any trading post to everyone in the world. It doesn't matter if you're all the way up in Shattered Mountain, all the way down in First Light or anywhere in between. It will all be connected. um, And your taxes are going to be based on the area that you are buying and selling in. Mm Mm-hmm. So overall, I think this is a decent change. What is your gut impressions on this, Stephen? I I think it's a smart idea. Um, I th- I kind of like the idea of certain towns doing better than others. So maybe they they could implement a additional, like maybe you have to pay a selling fee or or a delivery fee. Mm-hmm. Um, like so, if you're buying from somewhere else, you have to pay a little bit more to get it mm. delivered to your city that you're in. And then the city like that, that you're delivering to gets a little extra, you know, cash inflow um, so that yeah. you can continue to upgrade some stuff um, in that town. Um, I, th- I think it's a good idea. It's a good start. This, it's definitely a good start. You're essentially, essentially what happened was you created like New York and Los Angeles. And then we're mm-hmm. like, 
now we have nothing but fucking now we have eight wichita yeah we have we have eight wichita kansas like what are we doing no here, offense guys? to anyone who nobody we wichita, love wichita but... i've driven through wichita at least four times yeah real real nice town to look at um but yeah. you know that's so we're like okay well let's try a little bit of socialism here and spread the wealth a little yeah <laughs> and let those wichitans Wichitonians uh see some broadway plays or something so yeah. we'll see and i i think this is going to require controlling factions for those major hubs to be more competitive now mm. because with all of the trade and commerce going through you know places i i think on pretty much every server it's like windsward and everfall are kind of those like two central locations that most of the commerce is going through it's going to require them to keep their taxes lower because right now they can just jack it up because they know 90% of the stuff that needs to be purchased are going to be in those two trading posts and that's it. So right. I, I do like that it, it's forcing these like majority controlling factions to um, be a little bit more competitive right. uh, to continue driving that yeah, revenue. Absolutely. Anything else in this update? Nope. That does it for All the right. November content update for New World. Excellent. So now it's time to get into tips and tricks, which uh, some questions came from our discord, which you can join right now. Listener. All you have to do is go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash NDS podcast, just like our Patreon producers who we want to thank right now, FNH Paul, Vegas Girl on Fire, and Colton the Apprentice Nestler. It is directly because of our Patreon supporters that we are able to do Faction Wars on its own server, uh, you know, on its own uh, uh, podcast service, all that, all that fun stuff. We do have other shows that we were, again, finally able to afford to split. So now we have the Dual Screens podcast on our original feed. Dual Screens Crossplay podcast is now on its own feed. And now, of course, we have Faction Wars. You can find all of those on YouTube.com slash Dual Screens TV, of course. And Crossplay records every Tuesday live on Twitch.tv slash Dual Screen Streams and is later on YouTube.com slash Dual Screens TV. So, Taylor, we have tips and tricks. We had some questions from our Discord and you are going to help us out with uh, some of these questions. What do we have here? Yes. So uh, one of the members of our Discord uh, asked us to go over housing and why it's important um, because we get a lot of questions like, you know, why why should I have multiple houses? Like, is it just for fast travel? Is it just for decoration? Like, what what's the deal with housing? Um, so housing is one of the most important aspects of the game especially when you get into end game yes you do get your free fast travel that's on a cooldown um and you can reset that fast travel for way cheaper uh than what it would cost to just fast travel to the waypoint in that town uh, so for example my house in windsward i was up in shattered mountain uh i had just fast traveled from there and so my house was on cooldown right, it, right. two and a half hours or something uh, it cost me 47 Azoth to reset that. Um, I was full of Oracalcum and pelts and all kinds weapons, whatever. 47 Azoth. I was out in the world. I wasn't in an outpost and I was able to just fast travel back. So that's a huge aspect, being able to jump around the map and get to multiple locations, um, getting to different uh, crafting stations and things like that for cheap uh, is very, very important. Um, so housing has saved me a ton of Azoth just in fast travel. But on top of that, housing allows you to store more in the or in the towns that your house is in. Uh, you can get different tiers of storage chests mm -hmm. that can give up to 550 pounds per chest of additional storage. Uh, for tier one houses, you can only have one storage chest, but if you get a tier four house, you can have four storage chests, which essentially triples your town storage at its base level. That's awesome. So, yeah, super awesome. If you're going to be doing a ton of crafting in an area, highly recommend saving up for a nice house, getting some good chests in there that you can store a ton of weight in. Uh, and then finally, every house that you own has five trophy slots. These trophy slots um, can offer global buffs like uh, general luck. So whenever you open a chest or kill an enemy, uh, you have a better chance of high, rolling higher on the loot table and getting 
uh, you know, like epic or legendary gear or right. components or whatever. Um, there's also specific gathering uh, luck. So like gathering, um, logging, mining, all of that to get the, you know, very high level legendary crafting components. There is armoring and, and the different like skilled labor um, quality improvement trophies. And then on top of that, there are also trophies that help you do more damage against specific enemy types. Uh, and each trophy can be upgraded twice. So you start with the base trophy, you get uh, more rare components, you're able to upgrade it, get even more rare components, upgrade it further to get the maximum boost. So to do super high-end uh, endgame uh experiences like the arenas mm. you're going to need to have trophies against the specific enemy types that you're fighting in all three of your houses right so that you can put out enough damage to complete those yeah um they function again i'm calling back to the witcher clearly this game was inspired by that but the witcher did something like that like when you did one of those uh legendary hunts and you were able to collect a trophy uh, which is basically the head of the animal you hunted or the mm -hmm. beast whatever one you hung on roach's little saddle gave you yep. like a bonus to to certain things like oh this is it gives you a bonus against necros and yada mm -hmm. yada so that that's a that's a pretty cool thing i love that it gives you five i've never i never even knew trophies really existed because the uh furniture crafting is like the hard it has the most difficult and high barrier of entry of any of the crafting i believe yep. um so i haven't really dabbled too much i will but i i just haven't had a chance yet um but that's exciting Yes, that is exciting. housing is super, super important. Indeed. Uh, speaking of housing, it is time to bring this one to the house. Is that okay? I think it was yeah. okay. I think it was all right. right? That was a decent yeah. segue. It wasn't yeah. the best, but... It was like a six and a half or a seven. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it was acceptable. Yeah, it was a, it was a double it A. It wasn't bad. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. Folks, that's going to do it. For Faction Wars, a new world podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again. If you're watching slash listening to this on YouTube, please consider subscribing to the channel. We are on the way to a thousand subscribers and we cannot wait. We have a lot of really cool new content that is being currently uh, discussed behind the scenes. I know uh, co-founder Andy Asimakis has a brand new idea for, so for uh, something he wants to do, which is going to be a combination of first play and the dual screens podcast, where essentially we, we don't have a name for it yet, but we are looking to do a show where we get game devs to demo their stuff for us as if we were at a PAX or a Gamescom or something like that. And just make a video of it and interview them while they're playing their game for us, their demo, their vertical slice. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're just working out the kinks in that. We have like over 200 contacts to really uh, call up. And we want to do games that are relevant, games that are coming out or had just come out, stuff like that. So keep your eyes peeled for that. That's going to be a YouTube exclusive show. So keep it glued to the YouTube channel. Uh, again, we had you could find all of our podcasts. Just go to dualscreens.com. All our links will be there as well. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at dual underscore screens. I am at Batchild27. Andy is at PantsGuy. Taylor is at its purger. And if you want to follow Corey, he was our other core member. Uh, he's at the grounded gamer. No E double D. Um, is there anything you want to tell everybody before we go, Taylor? I cannot wait to play with the void gauntlet more. Mm. Thank you so much for watching this week. Appreciate you guys. Thank you listeners. Thank you viewers. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you uh, to Amazon game studios for putting out this game that we love so much. And as always, please be excellent to each other.